This is the American Variety Network on Block Talk Radio with Alex Cardinal. Live from Springfield, Massachusetts. Happy Halloween from all of us at American Variety Network. <laughs> WWE fans, and welcome to WWE Zone Radio, live right here exclusively on American Variety Network. I'm your WWE fan and host of WWE Zone Radio, Alex Cardinelli, and I'm here to review and recap this past Sunday's pay-per-view WWE Hell in a Cell 2015, and I'm also going to offer my thoughts on the WWE Hell in a Cell pay-per-view for all of you, my WWE fans. I personally thought Hell in a Cell was great. I really enjoyed it, and I loved the hidden surprises from it. It was good to see Alberto Del Rio back, although I must admit, I'm not a big, huge fan of Alberto Del Rio. It was nice to see Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns put on a classic Hell in a Cell match, and the main event between Undertaker and Brock Lesnar was an awesome main event Hell in a Cell match, and it was an awesome ending to Hell in a Cell when the Wyatt family attacked the Undertaker. Tonight, I'm going to offer my exact, honest thoughts and review of WWE Hell in a Cell. Plus, in the second half of the show, I'm going to discuss Undertaker at Survivor Series and plans for Undertaker and Survivor Series. I'm going to do a very quick WWE Monday Night Raw review, and I'll also talk about how the WWE is using their younger superstars like Seth Rollins, like Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, and Dean Ambrose, and much more. Now, today's show is being recorded live for all of you, my WWE fans. So, if you would like to share your thoughts on WWE Hell in a Cell, please go ahead and dial in at 1-347-989-8142. So, go ahead and call in and share your thoughts on WWE Hell in a Cell. Discuss your favorite Hell in a Cell match or your favorite match from this Sunday's pay-per-view. Again, one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. Let's keep the calls PG thirteen and let's keep them on the topic of WWE Hell in a Cell. Ladies and gentlemen, WWE Zone Radio and the complete review and recap starts right after the American Variety Network introduces itself to you guys, the wrestling fans. 
You are tuned in live to the American Variety Network here, live on Blog Talk Radio. With a name like American Variety, you can expect a wide variety of topics. Now, let's get live here on the AV Network. Hi, Jeremy Stillhorn. I'm tuned into the American Variety Network where I find the show is very educational and entertaining. Are you bold enough to call in and interact with tonight's topic? Well, prove it by calling in live at 1-347-989-8142 to ask questions about tonight's topic or share your thoughts on tonight's topic. Just pick up your phone and dial 1-347-989-8142 and go into a quiet location. Again, that's 1-347-989-8142. Now let's get on with the show. Sunday, 
Brock Lesnar defeated The Undertaker. Alright? So those are all of the pay-per-view results. It's time to find out how many of my predictions I got right from last week. Now, last week right here on WWE Zone Radio, I predicted Dolph Ziggler, Neville, and Cesaro to win. I predicted that Kevin Owens was going to defeat Ryback. I predicted that Dolph Ziggler, Dean Ambrose, Cesaro, or Tyler Breeze were going to take the United States Open Challenge. But I also predicted John Cena to lose. So, so far, I'm three for three. I predicted Charlotte to defeat Nikki Bella. And I predicted New Day to defeat the Dudley Boys by a clean victory or the Dudleys were going to win by disqualification. I predicted Seth Rollins was going to successfully retain his championship against Kane. I predicted Roman Reigns to defeat Bray Wyatt. And I also predicted Brock Lesnar to defeat Undertaker inside Hell in a Cell. Wow! Holy shit! I got all of my predictions right. Yes! Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen. So, for this month's pay-per-view, I got eight out of eight predictions right. 100%, baby. Told you guys, I know my WWE. Now, even though I was wrong about who would challenge John Cena, I pretty much got the whole pay-per-view predicted last week. I did a fine job predicting Hell in a Cell last week. All right. So now, let's get into my review of Hell in a Cell. Now, the six-man pre-show match was actually surprisingly pretty good because I thought it was going to be another average pre-show match. But I enjoyed the Cesaro swing and Cesaro's domination in this match. Honestly, I turned in at like 7.45 p.m., so I turned in like at the closing of the pre-show, and I saw Cesaro dominating the whole match, and I enjoyed the finish of the pre-show match. A really good way to kickstart hell in a cell. Now, John Cena's United States Championship Open Challenge kicking off Hell in a Cell was fantastic. Now, watching the pay-per-view live, I had the feeling somebody was going to make their return to the WWE. So John Cena issues the challenge right away, and out comes a returning Zeb Coulter, who has not been seen on WWE television since Rusev broke his leg. Now, Zeb issues a promo about John Cena and how Cena is divided and how half the fans love John Cena and half the fans hate John Cena. Then, Zeb then introduces a returning Alberto Del Rio, and Coulter is now Alberto Del Rio's manager. Now, this was a pretty average match, nothing spectacular. Actually, in my honest opinion, it got kind of bored watching. Never, ever been a fan of Alberto Del Rio, and I am still not a fan of Alberto Del Rio. To me, I think the only reason the WWE brought Alberto Del Rio back 
to the WWE was to try and get some more Spanish people involved in the current WWE product. I hated Alberto Del Rio in 2011 to 2014, and I'm sure as hell going to continue hating him in 2015 and 2016. To me, he is a mediocre wrestler at best, and I hope we will never see him in the main event because he is not that good of a wrestler. He is not a main event superstar. And he should have never, ever won the WWE Championship and the world title when he was with the WWE in the first place. I don't think he belongs having the United States Championship as well. But that's just me. Anyways, later on in the match, Del Rio would win the United States Championship with that insecurity kick that he does. My thoughts exactly are that someone else should have won the title. But let's hope Del Rio is at least a little bit better this time around than he was in 2011 through 2014. I would have preferred to see somebody like Samoa Joe make his WWE debut, or maybe even Chris Jericho. I would have taken Chris Jericho over Alberto Del Rio. But I thought it was a great way to open the show, and I'm glad it was someone returning, and not somebody like R-Truth or someone stupid like that. Now, the first Hell in a Cell match of the evening was Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns. This was both superstars' first ever Hell in a Cell match in their careers. Now, to me, this was a show-stealing, classic Hell in a Cell match. I, as a lifelong WWE fan, am thankful for having the opportunity to watch these two superstars put on a good match. Now, I'm going to go on the record and say that I am a huge Bray Wyatt fan, and I'm also a big Roman Reigns fan. I see a lot of potential in these two young superstars, and I love the way they were booked in the Hell in a Cell match. Both superstars look great. They both look strong in this match, and even though Bray Wyatt lost, he looks like a big superstar now after he took out The Undertaker. So I'm happy to see that Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns got free roam in the Hell in a Cell, and I believe the Wyatt and Reigns match was one of the best matches of Hell in a Cell 2015. Now, I loved the kendo stick spot from both Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns. Now, I enjoyed seeing Reigns hit Wyatt with two candlesticks. I loved the spear through the table and all the spots this match had. I think, possibly, this could be a match of the year. You know how WWE has those Slammy Awards? I think... Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt could potentially be match of the year for 2015. Now, in December, there's going to be a lot of best matches of 2015 shows and best pay-per-views of 2015. I can't wait to do that here on WWE Zone Radio in December. But it was definitely the second best match of the night. Roman Reigns would eventually win the match. Now, I really recommend you, my listeners, 
to rewatch this match between Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt inside a cell. I have to say, it was definitely one of the better Hell in a Cell matches of the last five years. Definitely up there in one of the top ten best Hell in a Cells now, in my personal opinion. I may be biased on that, because a lot of WWE fans certainly don't like Roman Reigns, and a lot of WWE fans don't like Bray Wyatt, but I'm one of those few fans who love both superstars. They're great at they're great athletes and they're great wrestlers. I think they delivered a hell of a great Hell in a Cell match. Now the tag team championship match between Dudley Boys and New Day was a really good match. Now going into this match, Xavier Woods was not present at Hell in a Cell, and I believe without Woods, the New Day was going to look good, but I thought that the Dudley Boys were going to win the Tag Team Championships without Xavier Woods there. I thought the Dudley Boys were going to get a clean victory there, and I will admit, I was like, damn, why are they going to get the Dudley Boys the title this early? I think the Dudley Boys should win it at Survivor Series or TLC in a Tables, Ladders, and Chairs match. But the way they booked this match, it was a great match. I really enjoyed it. Now, uh, I like the spot where they pay tribute to the late, great Eddie Guerrero when um, the New Day brought their trombone in the ring, and uh, he handed it to, uh, to Bubba Ray, and the referee turned around and saw Bubba Ray with the trombone, but he did not ring the bell because he knew something was wrong. So the match continued. And eventually, New Day would pick up a victory cleanly. And I definitely enjoyed that. It was great seeing the Dudley Boys put over the New Day. And I I really think the Dudley Boys are going to win the Tag Team Championship at the next pay-per-view. I think Survivor Series is the historic place to give the Dudley Boys their 10th Tag Team Championship reign. Now, will the WWE allow the Dudley Boys to become champions now that the Usos are returning? Who knows? But I, for sure, would love to see the Dudley Boys as tag team champions for a tenth time. Now, the next match I'm going to talk about is a really really bad match. I mean, I'm regretting talking about it. It was a match going into Hell in a Cell that I was looking forward to. But WWE dropped the ball on this match, and this was the WWE Championship match. Now, this was a match between Dean Kane and Seth Rollins. First, I got to say, Kane looked god-awful in this match. He had a lot of botches, and he was moving around slowly in the ring. Now, the pay-per-view before Hell in a Cell had Sting, who is 56 years old, and he looked a lot better than Kane. He made Seth Rollins look much better than Kane did, and Kane's a lot younger than Sting is. So I really don't understand why Kane was so off his ground and off his guard at Hell in a Cell, but we all have bad days, so maybe Kane was not feeling right at that pay-per-view or whatever. But that WWE Championship match was one of the worst I've seen in many years. I have to say, it's probably the worst WWE Championship match since John Cena versus Miz at WrestleMania 27. Now, the, the finish was stupid. The end of the match was stupid. I did not understand it. 
really, if nothing else I can share with you, I think that match should have been booked a little bit differently. Uh, maybe some more high entertaining spots, maybe like more choke slams and more tombstones, or maybe even have Kane bring down the cell. This match was totally awful, and to me, it was the worst match of the night. There is really nothing else I can tell you about Kane and Seth Rollins for the WWE title because I really hated that match. Awful match. All right. Now, the Divas Championship match was a better match. And here we are in 2015, and I'm saying that the Divas Championship match was better than the WWE Championship match. You would figure that, right? Well... Charlotte and Nikki Bella had a wonderful classic Divas title defense at Hell in a Cell. I mean, Nikki Bella was bringing it to Charlotte, but Charlotte showed us that she is a flair and she is a great wrestler. Now, I like Charlotte's counters. I like the high physicality in this match. And I really overall enjoyed the Divas Championship match between Charlotte and Nikki Bella. I think a lot of the WWE fans out there who love their Divas agree with me that this could possibly be be the best Divas match of 2015. I think it is, without a doubt. The best Divas match of 2015. And uh, I think it's going to be great seeing Charlotte as the Divas champion. And I hope that the WWE will give her a long reign as Divas champion. Now, another match I thought was okay was Kevin Owens versus Ryback for the Intercontinental Championship. Now, obviously, I did not pay much attention to this match. Uh, I watched it. But I was actually working on some show notes and show information for the upcoming week. So it was kind of like background noise to me. But what I did see was some great action between Kevin Owens and Ryback. And eventually Kevin Owens would defeat Ryback and retain his Intercontinental Championship. Now, let's talk about my personal favorite match from Hell in a Cell. Undertaker and Brock Lesnar. I loved that both Undertaker and Brock Lesnar were bleeding inside the Hell in a Cell. It is not common that us WWE fans get to see blood in 2015. Because WWE, over the last few years, has realized that in the PG-13 era, they don't want blood anymore. But I thought... It was great to see Undertaker and Lesnar bleeding. And it is said backstage that Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn were furious over the fact that Brock Lesnar and Undertaker were bleeding inside the Hell in a Cell. However, arguments are pointed out this week that the reason Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn were so mad was because Brock Lesnar actually pushed and shoved the WWE doctor out of the ring at Hell in a Cell. Now, I actually thought that was a good spot for the match. I thought that was a natural, organic moment happening live on the pay-per-view. I think that is something that a lot of wrestling fans are going to agree with me on. I thought that Lesnar shoving the referee and the doctor down added some intensity to the match, and it made the match look much better. 
Now, I loved that this match had two F5s and two tombstones. I believe it was two F5s and two tombstones. I may be wrong. And if I'm wrong, I apologize. But I was really watching this match intently, and I really enjoyed this match. Now, the best part of the match for me is when Brock Lesnar tore through the ring and exposed the wood part of the ring. I loved the chokeslam and tombstone on the wood part of the ring from The Undertaker to Brock Lesnar, and I also loved the F5 on the wood that won the match for Brock Lesnar. Now, the reason I love the wood part of the match so much is because it actually shows WWE fans what the rings are actually made of. Yes, there's an apron on top of the wood protecting the wrestlers, but it's solid, solid wood under the apron. That So it must really hurt. It must hurt a little bit getting slammed in the ring. I can only imagine what it feels like. I am thankful I've never, ever been in a WWE ring wrestling, and I probably never, ever will be in a WWE ring wrestling, unless I get in shape, unless I want to become a wrestler. I don't see myself ever, ever attempting to be a wrestler. Now, to me, the best part of the match was the ending. Now, I think the finish of the match was pretty good. Uh, I saw that Undertaker... Getting low blowed was kind of like revenge for Brock Lesnar because Undertaker low blowed Lesnar at SummerSlam and won with the Hell's Gate. But what I don't understand is Undertaker a face in this match or was he a heel? Was Brock Lesnar a face in this match or was Brock Lesnar a heel? Don't understand that booking, but it was a great match nonetheless. But I love the ending of as of the match. As a wrestling fan, I loved that the Wyatts attacked Undertaker. But I wanted someone to help him. But as a wrestling fan, I understand the logic. Save the booking of a tag team to lead up to your Survivor Series main event. Now, it was announced during Hell in a Cell that Survivor Series next month, we are going to celebrate Undertaker's 25-year career. So if you were a WWE fan at some point and you saw Undertaker, I suggest you tune in to Survivor Series next month because they're going to pay honor to Undertaker's 25-year wrestling career. So like I said, Brock Lesnar and Undertaker was the match of the evening for Hell in a Cell for me. All right. So let me go ahead and give you my overall thoughts on the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. I thought it was an awesome pay-per-view overall. Now, if I were and I had to rate this pay-per-view, I would give it a B B plus. I'm not going to give it a B minus, but I'll give it a B plus. There were some things that I did not like, and let me explain them and why I did not enjoy them. The Kane and Seth Rollins match was pure shit. Now, Kane barely got in any offense and looked very weak in this match. How are we supposed to take Kane seriously now? Where does Kane go from now? I mean, now that Kane lost his director of operations job, what is Kane supposed to do now? I guess he's going to team with The Undertaker at Survivor Series, but we'll have to find out, right? 
Another thing that pissed me off about Hell in a Cell, another reason why I am giving Hell in a Cell 2015 a B+. No Dean Ambrose on the show. Dean Ambrose is one of my favorite young superstars. I mean, at the very least, he could have came out and saved The Undertaker. How do you not have a good star like Dean Ambrose on the show? All he had was a frigging backstage stint with Roman Reigns after his match. And all he did was basically ask Roman Reigns what's next, and then he invited Roman Reigns to go party with him. So a really stupid way to use Dean Ambrose at Hell in a Cell. Now, I love the ending of Hell in a Cell, but I don't quite understand why nobody came out and helped Undertaker. As a wrestling fan, I was expecting to see Sting arrive and help Undertaker, but unfortunately, Sting may be injured, and we never know the next time we are going to see Sting in a WWE ring. I was expecting uh, Roman Reigns or, Bra- or or Dean Ambrose to save The Undertaker, but it looks like that feud is finally over. So I was just expecting somebody to come out and save Undertaker, but it did not happen. But I love the ending nonetheless. So, those are really the only reasons why I give Hell in a Cell 2015 a B+. Now, here is what I have done to fix Hell in a Cell. Now, if it was up to me to fix Hell in a Cell and make it an A-plus pay-per-view, I would feature Dean Ambrose somehow on the show. If it's giving him a match against a jobber to get him on the show, I would do that. I'd also replace Del Rio with somebody else. You can still have Alberto Del Rio return on Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, but I would not want him as the United States champion. That's just my personal opinion. Some of you may agree with me. Some of you may disagree. That's your right. But I would have Alberto Del Rio return and cut a promo instead of winning the United States championship. He could have a feud with somebody that needs to push, like you could have a feud maybe with uh, Neville or Cesaro. I think an Ambrose, or excuse me, I think a Del Rio and Cesaro feud would be awesome. But him winning the United States Championship made me go, ah, really? I I was hoping that someone else was going to debut or return. I was hoping we would see Samoa Joe or... Sami Zayn or someone from NXT take the title from um, John Cena, but it is what it is. I also think that they should have gave Undertaker the victory. I mean, Brock Lesnar got the most historic WrestleMania victory. He ended Undertaker's streak. So basically, Brock Lesnar won the feud. If anyone breaks a legendary 21-0 streak, then obviously they're considered a great wrestler. He really did not need to win the last match of the feud, in my opinion. Undertaker should have had this match won, but instead they gave it to Brock Lesnar, which I was fine with anyway. So the best match of Hell in a Cell 2015 for me was Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar inside of Hell in a Cell. 
The second best match of Hell in a Cell for me was Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns inside the Hell in a Cell. The worst match of Hell in a Cell for me was Kane versus Seth Rollins. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is my complete recap and review of Hell in a Cell. The phone lines are now open, WWE fans. It's your turn to give your review of WWE Hell in a Cell. Call in live right now at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two to give your review of WWE Hell in a Cell. What was your favorite match for this pay-per-view? What match do you think was the best match? What match do you think was the worst match? Go ahead and call in and let me know. One three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as we wait for callers, we're going to go ahead and take our intermercial. Now, coming up next here on WWE Zone Radio, I'm going to give you a WWE Monday Night Raw review from this week. I'm also going to talk about Undertaker and his plans for Survivor Series. I'll give you some Survivor Series plans, and we'll talk about WWE young talent and how the WWE is using your young talent like Seth Rollins, Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and much more. Plenty more WWE chat coming your way right after our intermission. And during this intermission, we're going to play a few songs. So don't go anywhere, and make sure you guys call in and share your Hell in a Cell thoughts. The first song we're going to play tonight is called Pump It by Black Eyed Peas. And the second song we're going to play is called It's Going Down by Young Jock. So let's hear our two songs and our infomercials, and we'll be right back after our intermercial from WWE Zone Radio. <laughs> Baby. 
live and direct rocking the scene. Breaking on down for the B-boys and B-girls, we're in the do they thing. Pump it, louder, come on, don't stop, and keep me going, do it. Let's get it on, move it. Come on, baby, do it. Fly dough. I ride real slow, no need to speed. Gotta make sure you 
you see the buttons on my feet Heads on my trail But down think I know I keep my hands clean Cause I never touch dope Every time I see them Look them in they eyes Ask me how I know It's me Surprise, put it in the air, rip where you stay, take a step back, blow the cushion, they fade, sudden is a habit, let them see the carrots, I'ma make it rain, nigga, I ain't scared to share, meet me in the trail, it's going down, meet me in the mall, it's going down, meet me in the club, it's going down, anywhere you meet me, guaranteed to go down, meet me in the trail, it's going down, meet me in the mall, it's going down, meet me in the club, it's going down, anywhere you meet me, guaranteed to go down. Young Josh, nitty stripes again, it's a nitty beat, playmaker. like to promote or advertise? Do you want to get some much needed exposure for your business or your very own Facebook page or even your very own podcast? Well, look no further than Jackie's help and advice for promoting on Facebook. Jackie will help you advertise your goods and help you spread the word. I, Alice Cardinelli, have personally been great friends with Miss Jackie Wilkes, and she has a very kind heart, and she is a very sweet lady, and she will definitely help you grow, like she has helped Alice Cardinelli grow. To advertise and promote your business, or anything you want to advertise, please like and check out the page, Jackie's Help and Advice for Promoting on Facebook. Would you like to find out when the next episode of the American Variety Network is? Do you want to find out the news and updates for the American Variety Network? Well, all you have to do is go on your computer and log on to the social media sites. The American Variety Network is now on Facebook and Twitter. That's right, you can find the American Variety Network on Facebook and Twitter. Like our fan page on Facebook called American Variety Network and follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter fan page is at American Network One. Again, our fan page on Facebook is American Variety Network. Hit like and our fan page on Twitter is at American Network One and hit follow. Are you enjoying tonight's episode of the American Variety Network? Great! The American Variety Network really appreciates your listening. We also appreciate listener feedback. Please feel free to email us your thoughts and opinions on tonight's show. Our email address is AmericanVarietyNetwork at Comcast.net. That's American Variety Network 
at Comcast.net. You may also email us with any questions, comments, or concerns you may have about our show. You can also email us to book a guest appearance on the American Variety Network, or you may contact us to become a sponsor of the American Variety Network. American Variety Network at Comcast.net. While you're here listening to this show on Blog Talk Radio, feel free to check out some of the other great shows Blog Talk Radio has to offer. There are shows for everyone, whether it be sports shows, politics shows, comedy shows, talk shows, and yes, even church religious shows. Become a loyal listener of Blog Talk Radio. Today, blogtalkradio.com. Happy Halloween from Alex Cardinali and all of us here at the American Variety Network. We hope that your month is full of tricks and treats as well as plenty of scariness. Don't forget to enjoy some delicious candy this Halloween season. The American Variety Network suggests Reese's, Kit Kat, Snickers, and some Oreos for delicious Halloween treats. Make sure you have your candy ready for trick or treating. Happy Halloween! Halloween Tricks The American Variety Network live on Saturday, October 31st, 2015 at 9pm Eastern, 8pm Central, 7pm Mountain, and 6pm Pacific. October 31st just happens to be Halloween. On a special Halloween night, the American Variety Network will celebrate Halloween with plenty of tricks and treats, scary Halloween stories, Halloween music, and candy discussion. So ghosts, goblins, and zombies come out of your trial and tune into the American Variety Network for a special Halloween 2015 fun show. Join us Halloween night 9pm Eastern at blogtalkradio.com forward slash American Network. Happy Halloween. American Variety Network fans, mark your calendars and get ready to celebrate. Saturday, November 21st, 2015 at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain and 6 p.m. Pacific. The American Variety Network reaches another milestone as we celebrate our 250th episode. Our 250th episode is going to be filled with plenty of awesome surprises and fun. Here to tell you more about the 250th episode is the host himself, Alex Cardinale. On the 250th episode, there will be three special surprise guests, including 
one fish-keeping guest who will be broadcasting live from the Ohio Cichlid Association 2015 Extravaganza and two other awesome surprise guests. There will be some awesome comedy clips guaranteed to make you laugh and blast from the past clips. And there will also be a lot of fun. I personally invite you, my listeners, to help me celebrate 250 awesome episodes as you've been a huge part of my success. So join me live Saturday, November 21st, 2015 at 9 p.m. Eastern for our 250th episode at blogtalkradio.com forward slash American Network. Breaking news just into the American Variety Network studios. On Monday, November 30th, 2015 at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain and 6 p.m. Pacific, Alex is going to share some groundbreaking news and announcements that will shock the American Variety Network and Blog Talk Radio. What is the news? Well, you're going to have to tune in live on Monday, November 30th because no one is going to find out. Suspense is the best. Plus there will also be a special service guest returning to the American Variety Network for the first time in over a year. So what is the major news? We will find out on November 30th. You're listening to the American Variety Network. Your only place for variety on Blog Talk Radio. Are you bold enough to call in and interact with tonight's topic? Well, prove it by calling in live at 1-347-989-8142 to ask questions about tonight's topic or share your thoughts on tonight's topic. Just pick up your phone and dial 1-347-989-8142 and go into a quiet location. Again, that's 1-347-989-8142. Now let's get on with the show. Yes! 
suplex, repeat. Suplex, repeat. Suplex, repeat. Suplex, repeat. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this episode of WWE Zone Radio. And before our intermission, I reviewed WWE Hell in a Cell from this past Sunday. I gave you my exact thoughts and my exact review of WWE Hell in a Cell. We learned before commercial break that I would give Hell in a Cell a B-. So now here in the second half of the show, it's you, my listener's turn, to let me know what you think about Hell in a Cell. Did you enjoy the pay-per-view Hell in a Cell? What was your favorite match from Hell in a Cell? What match did you not enjoy? Go ahead and call in at one. 347-989-8142, and let me and my WWE listening fans out there know. Again, that's 1-347-989-8142. Alright, so let's start talking about other WWE things. Since it's going to be a long time before there is another pay-per-view. There's going to be another full month until we got a pay-per-view to preview and review. So, we'll start by quickly recapping Monday Night Raw from this week. Now, obviously, I did not watch Raw too much this week. Simply because I was hosting my How to Form a Relationship show. Which, by the way, I recommend all of my listeners take a listen to. So that you can learn how to form a proper and good relationship. Anywho, I was not able to watch the full Monday Night Raw. But I did see a little bit of Raw. And I'm going to talk to you about some of the things that I did see on Monday Night Raw. Now, on Raw, when I tuned in, I saw that Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family was cutting a promo about taking out The Undertaker. So, in my opinion, I tuned in to Monday Night Raw at the right time. Now, Masked Kane came out and tried to get revenge for his brother, The Undertaker, But eventually, the whole Wyatt family would come out, attack Kane, and drag him out of the arena to the back of the arena, similar to what they did to his brother, The Undertaker, at Hell in a Cell. thought that was a great segment to be the first thing that I tuned in to see on Raw. And then I saw the main event which was a fatal four-way match to determine the new number one contender for Seth Rollins and the WWE Championship. Now, obviously, I already knew who the winner was going to be. Roman Reigns would win that match. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Roman Reigns is the new number one contender for the WWE title. And presumably, I believe that this WWE Championship match will be taking place at Survivor Series. It will be Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins for the title at Survivor Series. I will be surprised if this match takes place any sooner than Survivor Series, but I think it's going to happen at Survivor Series. 
And uh, kind of disappointed because Seth Rollins has gone from John Cena, Sting, Kane, and to now Roman Reigns. I was hoping that the WWE would have someone big face Seth Rollins for the title at Survivor Series. But the question is, who would it be? It could be The Undertaker. It could have been The Undertaker for his 25th anniversary, but that's not happening. But I think now, if this is going to be at Survivor Series, something big is going to happen in the WWE Championship match, and we're going to discuss Survivor Series right now. So that's my review for Monday Night Raw. Now let's get into Survivor Series. First, I will talk about Undertaker at Survivor Series. Now, the WWE posted a advertisement on Hell in a Cell stating that at Survivor Series, they were going to celebrate Undertaker's 25th year. It's been 25 years of destruction by the Undertaker. So, at Survivor Series, we're going to celebrate his career. Now, when I first saw that clip, I said, oh boy, Undertaker's going to retire. This is going to be a retirement speech by the Undertaker. But, after the Hell in a Cell, and after the attack by Wyatt and the Wyatt family, a light bulb shined in my head, and it's going to be a main event of Survivor Series. Team Undertaker versus Team Wyatt. Be Team Taker with Team Wyatt family. Now, the question is, who is going to join Undertaker on Team Undertaker for Survivor Series? Well, I obviously think Kane will definitely be on Undertaker's team because Kane's got nothing else to do, so I think he is the best option to join Undertaker's team. I also think that possibly... Finn Balor makes his WWE debut and sides with The Undertaker. I think it would be awesome seeing Finn Balor on Undertaker's team. Now, I would love to see Sting make his WWE return for the first time in two months and be on Undertaker's team. WWE fans all across the world have always wanted to see Sting and Undertaker in the same ring. And what better way than to have Sting and Undertaker on the same team? So, I think that uh, Team Undertaker is going to be Undertaker, Kane, Sting, and Finn Balor. That is what I would personally love to see happen. Only time will tell. But if Sting is able to have a few more matches, I'd say book it. I think a lot of fans would enjoy that match, and that is how you book Survivor Series. But I'm really intrigued to see what the WWE does with Undertaker at Survivor Series. Now, rumors are running rapid that uh, it's going to be down to Undertaker and Braun Strowman at Survivor Series, and people are going to believe that that Braun Strowman is going to pin The Undertaker, and this is going to lead to a match at WrestleMania 32. Oh my God, you've got to be kidding me, right? Braun Strowman 
It's a brand new wrestler. We do not know if Braun Strowman is capable of working with a legend like The Undertaker. Come on, really? You want to sell out WrestleMania 32, but you want to put Undertaker in a ring with Braun Strowman of all people? I mean, you could do better ideas than that. I'd rather see Undertaker versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 32, or Undertaker versus Sting, or Undertaker versus Kane again, rather than Undertaker versus Braun Strowman at what supposedly is supposed to be the biggest WrestleMania in years. However, I know a lot of you WWE fans are going to argue with me, and you're going to say that, well, Braun Strowman's still got a lot to prove. And he does have a lot to prove. But how is Braun Strowman going to prove himself in the next five months to prove that he's capable of having a WrestleMania match with The Undertaker and WrestleMania 32? How? I don't know. He's going to have to face some top-caliber superstars to prove that he can do that. Now, he may prove me wrong. He may be a good superstar like Bray Wyatt. We don't know. But what I know is I don't want to see Undertaker and, and Strowman at WrestleMania 32. Now, another rumor going around is that Undertaker will take on Braun Strowman at WrestleMania 32, and that will lead Sting taking on Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania 32. The belief is that Strowman would beat Taker and that Wyatt would pin Sting at Survivor Series if Sting is actually in the match. So, while I think this is great booking for WrestleMania 32, I think it could be executed a little bit differently. But who knows? We don't even know if Sting's actually going to be in the match. I'm just going base heavily on some rumors that I've been reading on wrestling forums and such. But I honestly cannot wait to see Undertaker at Survivor Series as we celebrate 25 years of The Undertaker. Wow, what an accomplishment. He's been wrestling longer than I've been alive. Three years longer than I've been alive. Have a lot of respect for that man and that wrestler. Undertaker's a great guy, great wrestler, and I think he's going to enjoy having a few last matches before he retires. And hopefully, WWE, Vince McMahon, Undertaker, and Sting can finally agree to have a match. I think it'll be a great match seeing Undertaker and Sting together one more time. Now, other matches that are supposedly in the works for Survivor Series are, of course, Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship. Now, one plan is to have Dean Ambrose turn heel and attack Roman Reigns and cost him the WWE Championship. Now, I am all for this. I think it would be great seeing Dean Ambrose turn heel. I think it's going to be good TV, and I personally think Dean Ambrose is a much better heel than he is face. So I'm all for it, and I can't wait to see that if it does happen at Survivor Series. Another rumored match for Survivor Series is Paige and Nikki Bella rematch, or they're considering, oh, excuse me, let me uh, correct that error I just made. A Divas triple threat match is being considered for Survivor Series. Paige versus Nikki Bella versus Charlotte for the Divas Championship. Now, if they go through with this match, uh, Charlotte should walk out the winner. 
but we'll start to see. So that's all my Survivor Series talk for now. Obviously, our next WWE Zone radio show, which will be in one month, will be a Survivor Series preview show. All right, my dudes? Okay. So, my final WWE topic for tonight's show. I want to talk about how WWE is using their younger talent like Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose. I'll start with Bray Wyatt. I think the WWE is using Bray Wyatt correctly. His gimmick is awesome. He's like this generation's Undertaker and Mick Foley, Mankind, Cactus Jack, rolled in one. Now, Bray Wyatt's character is really unique because he does not need to be a WWE champion or any champion in general. He is a main event superstar. And I see a great future lined for Bray Wyatt. I mean, he's already worked with wrestlers like John Cena. He's worked with wrestlers like Chris Jericho, like Roman Reigns, like Undertaker. And now he's set to work again with The Undertaker and possibly Sting. WrestleMania 32. So, obviously, the WWE has a lot of plans for Bray Wyatt, and they really believe in Bray Wyatt, and I think they're executing well with Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's a great promo uh, guy. He cuts awesome promos. He's got some awesome storytelling in the ring. He's also got some great action in the ring. I think Bray Wyatt really improved at Hell in a Cell, and he showed me how great of a wrestler he is at Hell in a Cell. So I have a lot of respect for Bray Wyatt. Big fan of his. I liked him since day one, and I still like him now. I think eventually, though, Bray Wyatt will uh, break off with the Wyatt family again and become a great individual superstar. And when Bray Wyatt turns into an individual superstar again, I feel that Bray Wyatt will eventually be WWE champion. Even though he don't need it because he's already a main event superstar. Now, Roman Reigns is a good superstar. He has shown a lot. He has definitely approved over the last few months. His promo skills, his mic skills have definitely improved and gotten better. I know a lot of you WWE fans are harsh on Roman Reigns because you feel he has terrible mic skills. But hey, they say... Actions speak louder than words, right? And I believe Roman Reigns' actions in the ring do speak better than words. Roman Reigns has looked pretty strong in all his feuds. He looked strong when he was feuding with Brock Lesnar for the title at WrestleMania 31. He looked pretty good when he was feuding with Bray Wyatt, starting at Money and Bay all the way to Hell in a Cell. Now, I think Roman Reigns is doing great. I see him getting a big push currently, and I see him becoming the next face of the WWE when John Cena decides to eventually hang up his boots and retire. I think Reigns will eventually become WWE champion. But when is the question? I don't know when Reigns will uh, eventually become champion. I do hope that it is rather soon. All right. Now, for Seth Rollins, wow, this guy has definitely grown on me. Uh, I like Seth Rollins as a heel. I say that Seth Rollins is the best heel since CM Punk, only 
Seth Rollins is miles better than CM Punk. Yes, Seth Rollins is much better than Punk. And uh, unlike CM Punk, Seth Rollins is not a quitter. He does not quit when things go his way. Or, excuse me, Seth Rollins does not quit when things don't go his way. And he's actually got a better moveset than CM Punk ever had. But anyways, uh, Seth Rollins has been given the ball by the WWE, and he has been running with it. A great match with an icon like Sting. A pretty good showing gets Kane. I blame the shittiness of that match on Kane's behalf. Um, he's, he's been carrying himself as a cocky heel, and he's been doing it pretty well. Anytime a heel can get you to hate him, he's doing a great job. And a lot of fans out there, according to my findings on the WWE fan groups on Facebook, are hating Seth Rollins. So that tells me that Seth Rollins is doing a fantastic job as a heel. And I think Seth Rollins is the future of the WWE. When he says it, he has a damn right to say he is the future of the WWE. Great WWE champion. I'd like to see Seth Rollins hold on to his championship until at least WrestleMania 32. Now, eventually, I would like to see Seth Rollins turn face, but he's great as a heel right now. And hopefully, Seth Rollins will beat CM Punk's record as WWE champion. I hope Seth Rollins surpasses 434 days, because unlike CM Punk, Seth Rollins is not a quitter. And last but not least, that leaves us with Dean Ambrose. Now, Dean Ambrose is a great superstar, but I feel that out of all the other young superstars that I've mentioned, the WWE has not given Ambrose many opportunities to be a main event superstar. I mean, sure, he's had WWE championship matches, and he's been in an event of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown quite a few times. But when has Dean Ambrose actually won a feud? I don't recall Ambrose winning any of his feuds. Some people say he won his feud with Bray Wyatt. I don't see it that way. I think uh, Ambrose was used to make Wyatt look stronger. But that is just my personal opinion. I think a heel turn for Dean Ambrose would do Dean Ambrose justice. I think Ambrose would look better as a heel. And I think that is why uh, WWE has been lacking with Ambrose. I think they know that he's better off as a heel. And I think they finally have come to their terms and they will turn Dean Ambrose into a heel. And I can't wait for that day when they turn him into a heel. But overall, Dean Ambrose has to be one of my personal favorite young superstars. And I'd say that Ray Wyatt, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and Dean Ambrose have Dean Ambrose have all been my favorite young superstars. I feel like a young kid again watching The Rock, Stone Cold, uh, Mankind, Nut McFoley, and Undertaker again because uh, Roman Reigns sort of reminds me of The Rock. Uh, Ambrose reminds me of Stone Cold. And uh, Ambrose could actually also remind me of Mick Foley. And uh, Ray Wyatt reminds me of Undertaker in a really hardcore version of Mick Foley. Bang, bang. And uh, Seth Rollins reminds me a little bit of Shawn Michaels. He's like this generation's Shawn Michaels. All right. 
So that's all of tonight's WWE chat. I hope you, my wrestling fans, enjoy tonight's wrestling podcast. Because this is going to be my last wrestling podcast for a few weeks. I'm going to be off the air with the WWE's own radio for at least three or four weeks. All right. So our next WWE Zone Radio is going to be a Survivor Series preview. Now, I haven't exactly figured out what day or what the date is going to be on. But again, our next WWE Zone Radio show will be Survivor Series 2015 preview. Of course, in November. Now, in December, we're going to have a ton of WWE Zone Radio shows because I'm going to do a show on the best Raws of 2015. I'm going to do a show on the best pay-per-views of 2015. And I'm going to do a show on the best matches of 2015. So already we're going to have like four WWE Zone Radio shows in December, not including the WWE Zone Radio TLC 2015 previews and reviews. So over the next few months, We've got a lot of WWE Zone Radio shows coming your way. All right, WWE fans, over the next three or four weeks, I want you to tune in to Monday Night Raw, Thursday Night SmackDown, and NXT, and enjoy the WWE product. Make sure you watch WWE Zone Radio on Blog Talk Radio. Listen to our old podcast. That I was not supposed to say. That's the beauty of AdLib Radio, right? <laughs> a mistake on the air. But hey, I'm live, so mistakes happen. Anyways, I want you to watch WWE Raw, SmackDown, and NXT over the next three or four weeks and enjoy the WWE product. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Alice Cardinelli, and I am the host of WWE Zone Radio right here on American Variety Network. I thank you for tuning in to tonight's episode of WWE Zone Radio. I sincerely hope you enjoyed my show tonight. I ask that you please log on to your Facebook account and click like on my fan page, American Variety Network. Ladies and gentlemen, whoever is the 100th like on my fan page on Facebook, they will win a prize. So I encourage you to go check out American Variety Network on Facebook and hit like. Follow us on Twitter, American Network One, for more show news and when we're on the air next. All right, guys, WWE chat is over. Alice Cardinelli and WWE Zone Radio and the American Variety Network are now off the air. WWE Wrestling fans, thank you very much for tuning in to Hell in a Cell 2015 Complete Review and Recap. We hope you enjoyed the show as much as you enjoyed Hell in a Cell. Once again, check out our fan page on Facebook, American Variety Network fan page. Click like. The hundredth person that likes our fan page win a prize. So quickly search American Variety Network on Facebook and click like. Good night, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday night. 
and we will see you on Saturday for our special Halloween edition of the American Variety Network. We have Friday off, so have a great Friday night, and we will see you on Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone! Happy Halloween from all of us at American Variety Network.